Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. After the final buzzer sounds, we're here to wrap it up. Why not? You're Steph Curry! It's time for Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7. Presented by Realtor.com, the home of home search. John Dickinson inside Chase Center. The Warriors victorious tonight over the Chicago Bulls. 104 to 90 is the final. 888-957-9570-888-957-9570 as the Warriors got a chance at redemption uh, tonight after blowing a 10-point lead in the final three-plus minutes in this building on Monday night to the Oklahoma City Thunder. The Warriors up 10 in that ball game in the closing minutes, and uh, they would collapse, allowing the Thunder to score the final 13 points of the ball game and walk out of here with their first road victory of the season. Tonight, uh, the Warriors found themselves in a similar position, uh, up 97 to 85 with just over three minutes to go. The Bulls call a timeout, uh, and then the Warriors run that lead all the way up to their largest of the night at 102.85, a 17-point advantage for Golden State, and it would not uh, happen again as the Warriors win this one tonight, 104 to 90 over the Chicago Bulls. So uh, a lot to be thankful for as we are now here uh, an hour and 22 minutes away from Thanksgiving on this Wednesday night. The Warriors improving to 4-15 and 15 on this season. Many different contributions in this ballgame tonight, uh, including uh, the rookie second-round pick who continues to stand out uh, above uh, many, if not all, of the newcomers to this Warriors team. Eric Paschal going for a team-high 25 points in this ballgame. Uh, Alec Burks continued kind of his every other ball game in terms of point production, and, and it was nice to see the Warriors get Draymond Green back into the fold as well uh, as Draymond Green returns. And uh, weren't sure who was going to head back to the, the bench with Draymond Green being inserted back into the starting lineup uh, before the ball game with Kai Bowman uh, playing so well uh, when Draymond Green had been out and Bowman uh, manning the point guard reins for this Warriors team that was playing uh, with such a depleted lineup, just eight players over the last handful of games. But it wound up being Kai Bowman who went to form a four-man bench uh, along with Jordan Poole, uh, Amari Spellman and Marquise Chris. And uh, we're going to get to Marquise Chris and Amari Spellman uh, as they continue to become a tandem that, that leaves an imprint uh on the game when they play uh, for this Warriors team. But Draymond back in the starting lineup, and the Warriors going with uh, you know Draymond uh, initiating things offensively tonight with Alec Burks doing a lot of the ball handling. Uh, and uh, the Warriors wind up uh, with one of their best defensive efforts, actually the best defensive effort uh, for the Warriors this season as they hold Chicago to 90 points, just 17 in the first quarter. Uh, and 17 in the fourth quarter as the Warriors wind up uh, with the difference in this ball game being essentially the first and the fourth quarters, outscoring Chicago 25-17 in the first and 26-17 uh, 
uh, in the fourth quarter. 888 888-957-9570. 888-957-9570. It's Warriors Wrap-Up brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of home search. John Dickinson here with you as the Warriors pick up a win before hitting the road for the next five ball games. It was a night where Steve Kerr broke a clipboard uh, and uh, have to give a nod to our engineer and, and jack-of-all-trades, Tim Jordan, who sits here with me uh, as we do this program high atop Chase Center. Uh, he, he taps me on the shoulder as we're watching the game together tonight, and he says, wow, Steve Kerr is is livid. He's really lighting into the team uh, in the fourth quarter uh, with 7.31 to go, and, and the Warriors had uh, a relatively comfortable lead for the most part in the second half, but it was knocked down to 82-79 with some careless turnovers and, and the Bulls you know, ramping up the defense uh, a little bit. At that point in time, uh, the Warriors all the way up to 19 turnovers on the night. They would wind up with just one more turnover uh, in the game's final seven minutes, and, and that wound up being a, a moment where Steve Kerr, uh, you heard in the network portion of the postgame show, bre- breaks a clipboard. He's got a bloodied hand. He's drawn up the play and he didn't want to let this one get away as it got away from the Warriors on Monday night uh, in this building uh, imploring the team to to, to be more careful to not get beat uh, in in transition and and to button up a little bit uh, against a a Chicago Bulls team that was ripe to be beaten uh, tonight as they fall to six and 13 on the season. Coming up uh, on the program, we are going to hear from uh, Amari Spellman uh, as Amari Spellman uh, continues to be uh, a player that that, that really uh, it may turn out to be a find for this Warriors team. Uh, it seemed like he was maybe a little bit out of shape and, and lacking condition uh, throughout training camp in the, in the early part of the season and with the Warriors closer uh, to full strength uh, in, in those first handful of games, you didn't really see where he totally fit, and and his shot was off a little bit, and he and he hustled and and made plays in in, in the Warriors' victory against the Pelicans uh, in the first week of the season. Uh, but somebody that still, I think, was trying to to play his way into a, a niche uh, kind of a role on this team, and you know, you see tonight. I mean. He just puts an imprint on the game with with his hustle, with his rebounding, with his effort, just uh, an infectious, contagious energy that, that he brings to the table. And, and him and Marquise Chris, both, uh, when they're playing together, a lineup that's been born out of just sheer necessity uh, and, and a lack of, of depth, the Warriors may have found something in both of those guys. I think Amari Spellman, if he can continue to knock down the three-point shot with the other things that he does, as you start to look at this Warriors team and you know, forget about the one-loss record for this particular season, but you start to, to see, all right, who's going to fit in terms of pieces that can be on this Warriors team you know, moving forward when you know, they get uh, their star players back here over the course of the next year. Uh, Amari Spellman, if he can knock down the three, I mean, he may be somebody that could fit into a niche as a bench player 
uh, on a very good Warriors team of the future. Marquise Christ continues to be somebody that you want to see more of, and I know there's a deadline coming up here uh, in early January where the Warriors are going to have to guarantee Chris's contract for the remainder of the season or let him go. Kai Bowman is in some ways tied to that as a two-way player with only 45 days of experience uh, you know, due to him on this Warriors roster with the NBA team. Uh, he's got to spend some time down in Santa Cruz or, or the Warriors are going to have to, to, to give him a contract at the NBA level for the remainder of the season. And to do that, the Warriors would have to off uh, some salary cap space. And, and the most natural way to do that would be to let Marquise Chris go, at least the easiest way, because he is on a non-guaranteed contract. Not to say that that would necessarily be the decision that the Warriors would have to make. Uh, however, uh, they're going to have to potentially go through a process to figure all of that out. Well, Marquise Chris, over the last couple of weeks, has moved himself into a category where he may be somebody that you want to get a full season look at uh, in a similar vein to Amari Spellman to just see if he could potentially be an energy piece of a future Warriors squad. Uh, So uh, as things continue to unfold on this season and as the Warriors uh, continue to get healthier and start to evaluate what they have here, uh, I think those are a couple of guys that showed very well uh, tonight for this Warriors team in terms of hustle and energy. And, oh, by the way, Marquise Chris was uh, five for five tonight, 11 points and, and, and five rebounds. Amari Spellman, 13 points uh, and 11 rebounds uh, and, and a lot of hustle plays. He had three block shots in this ball game as well as he continues to carve out uh, a niche for himself. Triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. That's where Dory checks in as we get to the phone lines. Dory, you're on 95.7 The Game. Yeah, I want to follow up on what you're saying, J.D. Um, you know, at, at what point do you say that Jordan Poole is not in a drought? He's just, he's just not, a, he's not a very good shooter. He's shooting 26% from the floor, 24% from three. And Lacob has always been the kind of owner so far that when push comes to shove, he'll pay more, he'll make the basketball decision. You're, you made the great case to keep Chris keep Bowman. I know that Poole's making $1.9 million this year, guaranteed, guaranteed $2 million next year. Um, can they cut Jordan Poole, make the hard decision, cut him, and, and keep Chris, keep Bowman? Well, I think it's a little early for that, Dory. I, re- I really do. We appreciate the call. I mean, look, uh, Jordan Poole is not making shots, and Jordan Poole is, I mean, that's his primary skill. That That is what he needs to do to be an NBA player above all else. But uh, to, to look at the first 19 games of this season and a struggling Jordan Poole and to say it's just not going to work out, uh, I, I think that would be incredibly foolish. Uh, we're talking about a guy that's a first-round pick and shooting is coveted uh, throughout the NBA. And, you know, I, I continue to be somewhat impressed with, the rest of Jordan Poole's game. He's not a great defender, but he does attempt to to, to fly around and, and try and you know make himself uh, an asset on that end of the floor. There, there's a little bit there that, that that you can see more of as he continues to grow. Uh, he 
continues to be a, a, a willing passer. Clearly the Warriors are, are taking him uh, and telling him that, that he needs to shoot the basketball from deep and they want him to take open shots. They want him to take good shots. Now those shots just aren't falling. And unfortunately a lot of them aren't close right now for Jordan Poole. A lot of bad misses for Jordan Poole. But I, I think he's also showing a willingness to be a better passer. And, and he's somebody that, you know, he made a nice pass to Eric Paschal for a dunk. Uh, and, and that is an aspect of his game that continues to improve a little bit. He, he was a team high plus 10 at halftime of this ball game tonight. Uh, and so that's you know not entirely nothing, a game that the Warriors led by three points at the break. Uh, but I think, you know, it's a situation where you got to be patient with, with a guy like Jordan Poole, who probably could use a little bit of time in the G League right now to, to get his game on track, to get feeling a little bit better about his game uh, and, and, and then come back maybe reinvigorated. It's almost like in baseball where you send a guy down to the minor leagues to get his swing going. You know, if a guy's struggling at the plate, you, you send him down to get some confidence, uh, you know, get his swing going, and then you bring him back once he gets hot, and it tends to translate uh, to the big club. So, uh, no, I, I think it's way too early to, to, to give up on uh, a guy like Jordan Poole, who, who I think does have a skill set that could fit the Warriors as he continues to grow uh, as a player. Triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. 888-957-9570. How you feeling about the, the Warriors after they beat the Bulls tonight, 104-90, to as uh, Golden State wins for just uh, the second time here uh, go, uh, going back, uh, you know, coming off the, the long losing streak uh, and, and getting a victory in Memphis. And the Warriors, uh, if you go back to that ball game, the Warriors winning for the second time uh, in, in the last five games. Uh, and put themselves in position to win the other night. They they fought like heck in a game in Salt Lake City. Uh, I, I still think uh, in what a, appears to be a, a season where the Warriors certainly aren't going to win an awful lot as they're currently constituted, uh, there is uh, you know, some positives to take from this team and some positives that, that can move forward as far as, you know, players that, that could be rotational pieces on, on a Warriors team next year or, or players that could be, you know, back end of the roster type players uh, for the Warriors next season. Uh, Alec Burks, another impressive night for him, 23 points and kind of sharing the, the, the ball handling pseudo point guard duties uh, with Draymond Green as the, the, the Warriors finish the ball game tonight uh, with... Uh, a lineup of Draymond Green, Alec Burks, Glenn Robinson III, Eric Paschal, and Amari Spellman, uh, with Draymond and Burks essentially the guards handling the ball, Robinson and Paschal up front, and, and Spellman almost as, a, as an undersized uh, yet high-energy shooting center. And I thought it was interesting to hear Steve Kerr you know, kind of get into – what he liked about you know, that group and it's Burke's ability to score and handle it a little bit and Draymond kind of running the offense through him and, and Glenn Robinson I, I think is somebody that's playing his way possibly into 
to, to maybe be in somebody the Warriors would take a look at moving forward. Uh, Eric Paschal clearly is somebody that, that looks like he's going to be a useful player for this Warriors team come the, the 2020-21 season. And then it's almost a little backwards. You've got uh, you know Spellman as one of the bigs that's, that's helping to space the floor with his shooting, and then he winds up being a a hell of a an injury or, or an energy type of a player with uh, an infectious en- enthusiasm and a knack for you know hitting the offensive glass hard and and and, and just trying to to grab every possible rebound uh, that he can. So uh, you know, if you're giving out a dirty work dub of the game tonight uh, in honor of Whitey Gleason who has the night off, I think you'd have to certainly give it uh, to Amari Spellman for his 13 point uh, 11 board night, uh, a plus 15 in a game that the Warriors wind up winning tonight here at Chase Center by the final of 104 uh, to 90. 888-957-9570. It is Warriors Wrap-Up brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of home search. John Dickinson inside Chase Center as the Warriors hit the Thanksgiving holiday at 4 up and 15 down as a Golden State set to hit the road. The Dubs will be in Miami on Friday before they head to Orlando on Sunday, Atlanta on Monday. The the games keep coming rapid fire. Charlotte on Wednesday, and then the Warriors uh, a week from Friday are going to be in Chicago before their next home game will be on Monday, December 9th, uh, back uh, in this building as the Warriors will return to take on the Memphis Grizzlies, a team that Golden State already has a victory against uh, on the season. Coming up here uh, between now and 11:30, uh, we are going to hear from Eric Pascal following the ball game. We are going to hear from Amari Spellman and we're also going to check in on one of the other themes of the night from this one. It was reporter Clay, Clay Thompson uh playing the role of sideline reporter uh assisting uh in in some instances uh, replacing, although she's pretty irreplaceable, Kareth Burke, uh, who does a fine job on the Warriors uh, telecast there for NBC Sports Bay Area, but assisting her in the sideline duties of the whole second quarter. He was he was mic'd up and interacting uh, with the broadcast. So we've actually got, uh, courtesy of NBC Sports Bay Area, some of the highlights of reporter Clay that we're going to play for you, again, courtesy of NBC Sports Bay Area from uh, the ball game tonight. But still time for some phone calls at 888-957-9570. Uh, Chilton Auto Body text line 95795. It is John Dickinson inside Chase Center. As the Warriors get it done tonight, they beat the Chicago Bulls 104-90. to And you heard it right here on 95.7 The Game. Now, back to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. John Dickinson inside Chase Center. Warriors winners tonight over the Chicago Bulls. 104-90, the final 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. Win number two for the Dubs inside Chase Center on the season as Golden State improves now to 4-15. and They'll hit the road for the next five beginning on Friday night, early flight, uh, but it will be a happier flight as the Warriors will reconvene uh, in the morning tomorrow and head uh, cross-country all the way to South Florida uh, where they will spend the Thanksgiving evening and and on into Friday 
where they will take on the Miami Heat to open up that five-game road trip. Uh, let's go ahead and hear from uh, a couple of the stars of this ball game for the Warriors tonight. Uh, and first, we'll start with the rookie, Eric Paschal, who continues to impress. Paschal, 25 points, seven boards, three assists as he stayed out of foul trouble. No fouls tonight for Eric Paschal in 35 minutes. He did knock down two of two from three-point range. Uh, and let's hear from the rookie from Villanova after this one. Did you see when um, Steve broke his hand on the clipboard? And what was your reaction to that? <laughs> I honestly didn't see it. But all I saw was, like, him start writing stuff. No, I didn't even see him write stuff. He comes back in the huddle, and I see his blood on the on the thing. I'm like, what happened? So I see it, and he broke his hand. on. The, I mean, I didn't say broke his hand. Wow. I don't, don't tweet that out, please. He didn't break his hand. Uh, he cut his hand on the uh, on the uh, clipboard, but I didn't know what happened. I just saw blood. I was like, wow. Hey, my man's emotional, though. I mean. You want to win games? Nah, like you're in the heat of the moment. Like you, just, we want to win a game. So that's all it really was. And I mean, we responded, and I feel like we did a good job of just uh, continuing to play hard. You like that fire in a coach? Yeah, I love it. I mean, I mean, a coach like that, he cares. He wants to win. I mean, and Coach Clare, as a player, he's been through it all. So he's a he, he's a winner in itself. So he wants to win, and he wants to change everything. So I feel like we responded co- correctly tonight and uh, played well together. Eric, when was it? When did he do it? I honestly don't remember. I just remember he called a timeout, and then I saw his hand bleeding. But it's all good. I mean, competitor. Yeah, but he's a competitor. This is one thing. Coach get fired up like that. It's a great thing, and I, I, I like it. I, I, I've had coaches back in the day break clipboards, and you respond to that. And I've Having a coach that cares so much about his team and how we're playing, that means a lot for players just because he he cares. So it's all good. How much better does Amari look to you from maybe like day one, day two of camp to, to where he is right now conditioning-wise, energy-wise? Um, I feel like O has just played a lot more confident now. Before, he, was, he wasn't really playing his game. And I'm like, like, I could tell like he was a little – a little off, so it's just like you just gotta keep cheer him up. I mean, he's he's a great player, he's super talented, and I feel like a player like that, you always back him up. You tell him keep being aggressive, and tonight it showed had double double, playing his butt off. So I mean, I'm happy for Omar. I mean, we played together through college, so to be on the same team and now I'm, we're cheering each other on on the same team is real cool. So it was it was great to see him do that tonight. How unique is that lineup you guys closed with where it's really four wings that are the same height out there and Spellman who's kind of, you know, he's not a traditional center either. Um, I think it helped us tremendously on the defensive end, uh, having a lot of length out there and a lot of people that can guard. I mean, we did a great job at the end stretch just talking to each other and uh, playing great defense. And I feel like that lineup uh, did a great job together and just being together and uh, talking. Um, I feel like that starts with stops. I mean, I think feel like we put together uh, a lot of stops, and that fueled us to get off, get rebounds and push the ball. So I feel like we just did a great job of 
to de- together and uh, kept playing hard the whole game. Um, it's honestly weird for me. Uh, I feel like my teammates just and coaches continue to just uh, give me the confidence to be aggressive, and uh, it's weird. I mean, as as a rookie, I know I'm older, but it's still rookie. They're they're telling you to go attack and make plays. It's, it's, it's weird for me, but it's cool. Uh, I just wish we we keep stringing out some wins, keep getting better as a team, and uh, keep playing hard together. All right, so there's Eric Pascal following the ball game. Uh, thoughts on Steve Kerr breaking the clipboard uh, to get uh, a few points across here and showing an intensity and a fire to not want to let uh, a p- another potential victory for this Warriors team uh, slip away down the stretch as the Warriors' uh, lead was trimmed to 82-79 with 7.31 to go in the fourth quarter. Mentioned that, and then the Warriors coming out uh, of the timeout pushed that lead right back up uh, to 97 to 85, which forced a Chicago timeout. And then out of that timeout, the Warriors were essentially with three minutes to go right back in the same position that they were in on Monday night, up 10, 97, 87. Monday night, they were up 12, 97, 85, right there around the three-minute mark tonight. Uh, And then the Warriors pushed the game out of reach completely, uh, blowing it up to a 102-85 to lead, the largest lead of the night to ice this game away. The Warriors go on to win it by 14. 104-90 to is the final. 888-957-9570. 888-957-9570. It's Warriors Wrap-Up. We're brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of home search. We've got your call of the game coming up here between now and 1130 when we get out of here. And also uh, we're going to hear some of the highlights of the night from reporter Clay uh, as he joined the NBC Sports Bay Area telecast during the second quarter as the sideline reporter for the game. Let's go ahead uh, next and hear from uh, Amari Spellman. Spellman continues to be a player that is showing himself to be an asset. 13-11 and 11 for Spellman. Some high-energy minutes tonight as he goes 24-24. Uh, for the dubs and was a part of the finishing lineup. Here's Amari Spellman following the Warriors' victory. Oh, how did it feel right here? How did it feel to finally close out a game? Um, it felt great to just do it with that group of guys in the locker room, <laughs> the healthy ones at least. Um, so just coming out with a win after we've had struggles closing out games, um, the way that we did it with the energy, the passion, that was just it was really fun. Omari, post-game, I wanted to ask you about your 11 boards and your four blocks and just where are you finding that aggressiveness or what's helping you be that aggressive, that is? Uh, Our coaching staff really feels like um, playing that hard and that aggressive, um, for me, gives uh, our team the best chance to win. So that's that's all they had to say to me. Like, all right, I'll do whatever. So um, just going after blocks, going after everything, trying to get every board, every dive, every loose ball, like – that's my role on this team, and I'm going to continue to bring that energy um, along with spacing the floor or whatever. But um, I'm just happy to be to bring the energy for this team. Is this as physically good as you felt uh, since you've been in the NBA out there on the court conditioning? It's the best I've felt since college, yeah. to be honest. Uh, how unique is it to play within that lineup that you guys close with? It's really it's you and four wings that are the exact same height, basically, out there. Uh, it's fun because we can switch everything. Everybody's looking out for each other. Um, 
playing out there with E, um, it, it brought back super dope memories, closing out games, just defending and just getting after it. Um, we weren't perfect, but we played as hard as we could, and that's what got us to win. No, nah, we prepare. Um, we was just going out there and being aggressive. Um, coach told us stay aggressive, set hard screens, um, and just be solid defensively. And that's what we did, and we came out to win. Oh man, Dre is like a crazy, a crazy leader, especially defensively. He brings it, and just the knowledge that he has being in the league as long as he had. Um, I just asked him to keep talking to us because we could use all those little gems and um, just use those things to get better. Amar, what was it like getting interviewed by Clay at the end there after the game? Ah, uh, well, Clay's hilarious. He was just—it <laughs> was hard not to laugh because, like, you don't think of like one of your teammates as like a silent reporter, but it was—it was funny. It was cool. Um, I'm happy I got to be a part of that with him. I think it was his first time ever being an interviewer, especially. Um, I think to didn't he do some of like broadcasting for the game? So, um, just to do that with him, share that moment with him was pretty cool. So. You talked about playing with Eric. Uh, you had that drive, and you feed him at the end. Was that something you just felt natural because you guys have played together so much? What, what was that to be on the court with him for, for so much? What exactly? I think I think you, didn't you? You have at, towards the end. You had a drive down. And Back door cut was the glen. Okay, I, I thought it was there, but anyway, correcting myself. But still, did you feel uh, a special connection there? Does it just come natural with you two guys? Oh yeah, like when we came out of that last huddle, we was like. Same thing as Nova. We just guarding. No matter what, we're giving it all we got. And if we end up losing the game or whatever the case may be, it ain't going to be because we didn't leave it all out there. And that was my mentality. And Dre just told me to keep going, keep playing hard. And we came out with a win. Did you see Steve break the clipboard in the huddle? No, but I saw him leaking. So it was like, <laughs> it was like the craziest thing. I was like, yo, why is he bleeding? But, like, he was like. He, he was, like, animated, but, like, he just kept going, like, blood on the clipboard. I'm like, well, all right. Like, we in the heat of the moment. I ain't going to talk about it, but I was completely confused. So there's just blood, like, on the play that he's designing? No, he's writing a play up, and he's actively wiping blood off the clipboard. And it was like, well, what happened? But I'm not going to ask no questions. What's it What's it been like uh, playing under Steve this year? He's kind of a, you know, uh, a unique Steve, it, it, sometimes, you know, I have um, – trouble with with um being confident uh and he's just like literally been like bro just go like and he doesn't always outright say it but he'll he instills that confidence in me day in and day out just um, telling me to shoot it telling me to be aggressive telling me to you know sometimes I'm the option and and just hearing those words over and over again I think allowed me to play aggressively the way that I did tonight and um playing for a guy like coach Curry is it's a blessing for real uh, you said that this is the best physically you've felt since college. Is that something that you've done all on your own since training camp, or are there any coaches who helped get you there? Well, forget physically. This is the best I've felt as a person since college. Um, and that is not a knock on Atlanta. It was just some things that I was going through, some things that I didn't understand um, that made it harder for me that first year in Atlanta and just, you know, having people come around me and see that I need help and help me in the way that they have, especially um, my family, my close circle, and, and the Warriors organization um, has made it 
a really easy transition from a very bad place um, to being happy again and just playing basketball. You know, it was it was a long time that, like, I kind of dreaded basketball. And t- to get that back, you know, is pretty dope. And Amari Spellman getting it back and really helping this Warriors team right now, uh, certainly helping them tonight uh, as the Warriors beat the Bulls 104-90. to And uh, speaking to uh, the, the broken clipboard, which is just the, the subhead tonight with Steve Kerr bleeding as he's drawn up plays on the clipboard that, that, that he snapped to uh, trouble being confident. Uh, you know, we always think of professional athletes as the supremely confident uh, but but they go through things just like like me and you and and everybody does, and uh, you know, knocking away a little bit of the conversation about being physically uh, in a better place, saying you know essentially, just as a person and, and mentally, he's in a, in a better place, which I think comes with the confidence, and I think it also comes with the fact that look, I mean, this is somebody that you know he, he acknowledged he needed to to, to drop some pounds, and, and he dropped better part of 40 pounds maybe even closer to 50 now as he's gotten into condition here at the beginning of the season and you're starting to see you know he's a skilled player that plays with a lot of hustle and a lot of energy and can really impact the game in a number of ways that that not only are helping this Warriors team now but have the potential to help this Warriors team when they have a lot of their star power back in the fold for next season eight at eight nine five seven nine five seven zero triple eight Nine five seven nine five seven zero. It's Warriors wrap up. Brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of home search. Coming up, uh, we're going to get to some of the highlights from reporter Clay, and we also have to let you hear what Draymond Green had to say about reporter Clay as well. Call of the game between now and eleven thirty. Before we get out of here on a Thanksgiving Eve on ninety five seven, the game. Warriors wrap-up continues on 95.7 The Game. We're brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of home search. John Dickinson inside Chase Center. Warriors win it 104-90 over the Chicago Bulls. 888-957-9570. And that's where Matt in San Mateo checks in here on 95.7 The Game. Matt, you're on Warriors wrap-up. Hi, J.D. Um... I was just wondering how you can keep Kai Bowman, uh, Marquise Chris, and Omari Spellman, because I think they at least deserve, like, another year to, like, look at how they play. But I know it's very hard for the Warriors to uh, sign Kai Bowman with all the uh, uh, players we have. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate the call as we lost the connection with Matt. Uh, Matt, I'll just run it down here quickly. Uh, Amari Spellman's under contract. So Amari Spellman's going to be around for the remainder of this season unless the Warriors were to trade him, and I don't think the Warriors are looking to trade him at all at this point. They like what he brings to the table. I'll say this for Marquise Chris. Uh, In in early January, there's that date where the Warriors have to guarantee his contract for the remainder of the season, uh, or they have to waive him. Now, the only reason the Warriors would waive Marquise Chris would be uh, to free up a little bit of money that would be used to sign another player, uh, i.e. a Kai Bowman, if you wanted to give him a contract for the the remainder of the season. So it would be a one-for-one there. However, that's not the only means by which you can keep Kai Bowman for the remainder of the season uh, if he goes past his 45 days on his two-way deal. Uh, if he, You can also trade another player. 
away and essentially take back nothing or take back a future second-round pick, no current salary. Uh, so if Alec Burks becomes desirable, if the Warriors start getting some players back, if somebody w- were to have interest in Glenn Robinson the third or any other player on the roster, uh, that player would then have to be traded uh, in an attempt to, to create a slot there to uh, sign Kai Bowman for the remainder of the year. So there are a couple of options. It's not just a matter of Chris or Bowman, uh, but Spellman uh, is good to go uh, for the remainder of the season. Let's get to our call of the game. It's time for the call of the game. Brought to you by Metro by T-Mobile. Burks bounce past Pascal. Pascal strong to the rim. A two-hand slam, a little elevation sensation for Eric Pascal. All right, make sure you tune in tomorrow morning. That's right. Tomorrow morning, Thanksgiving morning, we are live and local, even on Thanksgiving. Uh, Tommy Call, Stephen Langford, they're going to be on tomorrow morning. And listen at 10.30 for the call of the game. If you can correctly identify what we just played at 10.30 tomorrow with Tommy and Stephen, you will win $100 to Schroeder's Restaurant at 240 Front Street in San Francisco. The call of the game is brought to you by Metro by T-Mobile, the best deal in wireless. Uh, Before we get to to Clay Thompson and, and some of the highlights from reporter Clay tonight, uh, during the ball game on the on the television broadcast, uh, the, the one thing about Spellman and Chris that, that's apparent at this point, when you start looking at their lot in the Warriors roster, they're they're both out playing Willie Cauley Stein at this point, and to the tune that you have to wonder what exactly is going to happen once Kevon Looney comes back, and Kevon Looney could be back here very soon uh, at some point on this five game road trip. He's going to go with the team to Miami and beyond. And, you know, when Looney comes back, that's another rotation piece that is going to play some minutes and it's going to take away minutes from another player. And i got to be honest with you, I think right now if there's a player that's in danger of losing minutes because of Kevon Looney's return, it's probably Willie Cauley-Stein. And, oh, by the way, Willie Cauley-Stein has a player option for next year. Now it's a little bit over the minimum, but it's a player option. So Cauley-Stein, if he wants to, to be in – uh, for the Warriors next year, uh, assuming they can't find some kind of a, a trade partner between now and then, that's that's on him. That's his choice. He can opt to return for the 2020-21 season. But uh, he got behind the eight ball a little bit because of the injury and just hasn't quite caught up with things. So that's something to keep uh, an eye on moving forward. All right, uh, let, let's get to it. We'll move through uh, a few of these here. One of the themes tonight and, and one of the, the funnier aspects of the night was uh, Clay Thompson joining the NBC Sports Bay Area telecast tonight. We've got some of the, the highlights from reporter Clay. Let, let's start with the first one here uh, on how Clay Thompson, uh, he's discussing how he's helped the team since he's been out due to injury and, and that he loves watching uh, Alec Burks. I'm doing everything I can, Bob. Obviously in the gym every day, rehabbing, but... Oh, good shot him. Oh, good shot. Oh. When he doesn't hesitate and he just lets it fly, man, he has a really nice jumper. Yeah, he's but, confident. Um, yeah. I mean, I just am enjoying playing that veteran role now. I can't believe I'm at that point in my career, but it's a huge honor to be here. Spellman sends another one. Man, he's playing unbelievable. Two-way ability on him is crazy. And Alex Burks. Nice, Alex. Getting it all the way in. Hey. Defense leads the offense. Look at that. They're working. I love watching him on open break. He's fun to watch. Now, Clay Thompson loves watching Alec Burks, and there were a couple of Omari Spellman plays 
uh, is kind of the, you know, one of the stars of the night for the Warriors. So Clay Thompson uh, reacting uh, to that here uh, tonight. Let's uh, move on uh, here. Uh, and uh, Clay was asked to, to weigh in on a couple of the records that he holds. Uh, of course, going for that 37-point quarter. Gosh, it's almost been five years since he did that against Sacramento in January of 2015. Or the 14 threes that he hit uh, in the game against Chicago last year. Which record did Clay like the most? Oh, man, it's a great question, Bob. But I'll have to go with the first one just because it was so unexpected and it kind of put my name out there for the casual fan to know that this man could do something special. So... I just uh, will never forget that. And I love your call when I hit that, when I catch that ball on the right wing. And sure, yes, sir! Gives <laughs> me chills every time. Uh, uh, Clay Thompson joining, of course, Bob Fitzgerald, Glenn Azabuki, and, and Kareth Burke on the uh, television side of things for NBC Sports Bay Area tonight. And uh, uh, he weighed in on the, the, the records, and then uh, he got caught in a little bit of a call here as he was telling Bob to, to watch his back a little bit. Well, I better watch you back in 10 years when I'm done playing, man. This is a pretty fun game. Just you're you're coming from everybody's job? Like Bob's job, Why too? Why not, man? I can do color commentary and play-by-play. Play. <laughs> <laughs> to be his own play-by-play yeah, guy. Play-by-play would be like my three-point movie. Am I that non-existent? So, yeah, a little shot, little shot fired there uh, for Clay Thompson uh, toward Kalena and then later Bob. Now, you, now you knew Clay Thompson, if he was going to be on the broadcast tonight, he was going to have to – he was still going to be a, a teammate to a lot of these guys at the same time. And, and here's a shorty uh, with him yelling for a foul call. There you go. That double pump That's a foul. And it'd be a jump Sorry. ball. Sorry, I thought I was on the bench. <laughs> so Clay Thompson, yeah, rooting his team on. That's a foul uh, there on the play that was called a, a jump ball. And then uh, Clay here finally uh, as they played his record-setting three-point night, the highlights uh, of that three-point night from last October against the Chicago Bulls. Make a friendly bet with Rick Wells for the Apple Cup. But uh, oh, nice. what was going through my head at this, yeah. at this point, actually, I was so dark leading up this game, man. I really thought the Monstars stole my powers. I had a hit shot in like two weeks. So all that emotion right there, that was just pent up. And, I mean, give credit to my teammates, though, man. I might have missed Six shots in a row until they gave me the record. So, right. so we got your shot chart. Take a look at your shot chart that night. <laughs> Jeez. In 27 minutes. That's like, man, that might, I think that's like double the amount of threes my pop shot in his career. But that just shows you <laughs> where the game is going. Hey, you know and what? Basically. I, I don't care when you're 70 years old. One of the favorite things that you ever said was at the first parade after the first title. I'm so glad I got my shooting from my mom. Ooh, <laughs> oh, man. That's you, true. You put your dad sideways, right? Yeah. yeah. No, my dad can shoot. He just never really stretched it outside the paint. He always brags about being a 51% career field goal percentage guy. But I was like, Pops, you didn't go outside 12 feet. Yeah. <laughs> you saw the short chart. That's, well, that's, well, that's every a different night. game, baby. Clay Thompson never misses an opportunity to roast his dad, Michael, who, of course, was the uh, number one overall pick in the draft going back to uh, the late 70s. Uh, Clay Thompson getting it done from three-point range. And, and finally, before we get out of here, uh, we, we got to hear from Draymond Green, right? Draymond Green back tonight, uh, making an impact on this one in 24 minutes as the Warriors beat the Bulls 104-90. to and, and Clay, uh, he, or, or he, Draymond weighed in on Clay and, and his reporter duties uh, throughout the course of the night. Uh. A lot of s*** things. 
<laughs> Clay didn't even like doing interviews. Now he interviewing people. What the hell's going on? It's crazy. Guess he bored. From that perspective, though, what's your message? How weird of a year does it feel? I mean, you got guys in suits, like you said, Clay's doing interviews. Steph's kind of wandering around. Uh, it's very weird. Um, just from the standpoint, we get our well, we haven't been getting our ass kicked lately. But early on, we got our ass kicked a lot. You know, we've lost some games lately, but but we're getting better. And just not seeing familiar faces out there, you know, it's a bit weird. I mean, at times, had what, 120 million dollars just sitting on the bench, you know, quite a bit this year. So very weird, but nonetheless, very find the bright spots. I gotta say, I enjoy. Just helping these young guys figure their s out. Like, watching Ike at 20 at night, it's exciting as hell to me. So I try to call every player I can for him when I'm out there and get him the ball in spots that he liked the ball. But uh, really just, you know, Marquise, who has been on a few different teams now, um, you know, making an impact, uh, you know, figuring his out uh, and his stuff out. Uh, Amari, you know, team gave up on him after one year. He's figuring it out. Kai, who's undrafted. Figuring it out, like AB, you know, obviously AB's been really good uh, when he's been healthy in this league, but you know, he's playing well consistently. G, you know, playing well. Like, so that's been exciting for me to watch and just kind of try to help them navigate through their NBA and through this season early. It's fun. Vintage Draymond Green tonight seven points, five boards, eight assists, three steals, two blocks, and a three bleep post-game media session for Draymond Green. Back in uh, fine form was Draymond Green tonight as the Warriors snap the three-game losing streak and improve to 4-15 and with the victory over the Chicago Bulls as the Warriors hold the Bulls to an opposing, opponent season low of 90 points and also 38.2% shooting. The Warriors 3-0 and this season. They did reach the 30-assist mark, 31 assists in the game tonight. Warriors are 3-0. and when they have 30 assists. So that's your magic number, uh, even for a team that struggled to the tune overall of a 4-15 and 15 record. That's going to do it up next for the Dubs. They'll be back in action on Friday from Miami. That'll be the first of a five-game road trip with stops in Orlando, Atlanta, Charlotte, and Chicago to follow. want to thank Tim Jordan for setting us up out here at Chase Center tonight. also want to thank Ryan Mouser. want to thank Alex Scott back in our San Francisco studios as well. I'm John Dickinson. I will be back uh, with Whitey Gleason on Friday as we will have Warriors Live for you at 3.30, leading you up to tip-off between the Warriors and the Miami Heat. That's going to do it from Chase Center where the Warriors, they beat the Chicago Bulls tonight. 104.90. You heard it right here on 95.7 The Game. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, 
There's joy in every journey.